What you gonna do, brother, on this podcast? Hello, and welcome to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast on the Laser Time Network. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, on Twitter. Hey, it, it was ready this time. Yay! Uh, that's co-host, Chris Antista. I suck. No, we both suck. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk each week about the big events in the world of comic books and graphic novels and the related things. Why? Is, what's so sad about it? Um. Well, I worked my ass off last week doing a bunch of irrelevant things um, for Laser Time, which you're free to check out. I won't even mention them, though. Just go to lasertimepodcast.com. Uh, one of which more people I surprised more people didn't care about were the Deadpool wallpapers I put up. Those were really cool. Um, yeah, and I was discussing that with you. In well, I don't know. It's your show. You you say how you want to spool things. Well, I haven't read anything because oh, yeah. we had we had a crazy week. We had like mm-hmm. I I worked the entire weekend when I wasn't working. We did wrestling shit to the extreme. Sunday is just a, a loss of WrestleMania and beer. Uh, there's yeah. a cheap podcast about that, and I'll have a video up on YouTube.com slash Laser Time Network. Um, yeah, Monday through, uh, sorry, Friday through Monday, we're pretty much all wrestling all the time this last weekend for me, too. You know, we went to WrestleMania, we did all that, and yeah, like you said, there's a whole other podcast if you want to hear the story about that. But WrestleMania, I mean, it just was a lot of fun. It, it was, it really was like living superheroes. It's it a stage really play, you know, like it's just amazing to look at. Uh, and then also this week, I, I did want to talk up before we get into what you've been reading. Yes. That um, we published a podcast we recorded um, weeks ago that gonna, I was a big gonna, fan of. Are you going to throw back the curtain? Well, I, I... Inside baseball. Sorry. It was just one we recorded before mm. that I've been wanting to share with the world, and now mm. the world can hear it, and I, I really enjoyed it with... Um, uh, episode of Laser Time we did with April Richardson, the wonderful comedian. Just fucking hysterical. She's she so is the good. best. Yeah. Um, we need to have her back. I'm doing my best yeah. not to fall in love and tweet her every instance. Can you come on again? I thought you, you guys. I thought you guys had a good. Uh, you guys had a good chemistry. Well, I just. I didn't all. realize she's she's my age and we're from the my exact age and from the exact same part of the country I am. Yeah. Similar experiences. Is <laughs> all. Um. But unlike Chris, I did read some stuff this week. Did you? I, I did. I read, um, well, I kept, uh, I, I read some more of the collections I've talked about before on here. I've just like mm-hmm. read, finished off The Lazarus Volume 3, finished off uh, Sex Criminals Volume 2. Both Ooh. very good. Uh, but then also in the in the new department, I read two new comics that came out this week. Uh, well, actually three. You better have been Rick and Morty number one. You, you, I was saving that for Damn last. it, I'm sorry. I just assumed you didn't know about it. What am I thinking? Um, I've read Spider-Gwen 3, which is still a... <laughs> it's a very well-drawn book that I think is a good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I also read Amazing Spider-Man 17, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's been this really fun, you know, light three-issue story. Like, two, that's I'm two like behind. It's, uh, it's really good. I mean, it's just the kind of, like, cool down after Spider-Verse is over. Uh, and then, yeah, then I read Rick and Morty number one, which... Oh, God, Rick. It's, it is really good. Like, it's one of those books, when you read it, you hear the voices in your head. Like, really? that's, that's That's at least how it is for me. Uh, like, I'm hearing them say stuff, and it's very much the... the it follows exactly the kind of style of the, of the series. Like... 
that it's set up with you know this weird high stakes thing and like Jerry's Jerry is sad and he's a sad failure. Uh, Rick is just vindictive and mean and he says things and then when he says weird stuff, characters will just comment comment on it and be like, um, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> They'll just say like, "Oh wait, why are you saying that? Is that just the thing you're saying now? It just feels like you're just trying. You're saying this thing because you're supposed to." It's called. It's part one of the Wubba Lubba Dub Dub of Wall Street. Yes, yeah, that is Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. And there's also this great. Uh, also, Summer has this really funny side story too for mm-hmm. her thing. It's really, I, I I love it as a first issue. Like it works just like the show. Like it's it's That's crazy. It, yeah, it. Oh, man, I, I wish. Now I want to have uh, Justin Roiland back on here, just so we can talk. You got to get back in touch with him, man. I know he's coming back through town soon. What? I have no idea. No. I don't okay. say, he's, I he's follow Mr. his Lala schedule Lala. closely, mm-hmm. uh, but who knows? Maybe well, he'll be back around. Now I'm a little sad. I'm not going to. Uh, I may not be going to E3 this year. Now. Really? Like, oh, I won't get to hang out with him. Like, well, uh, we'll see. We will see. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the Rick and Morty book was really funny. I suggest it to anybody who likes the who likes the show. Maybe maybe you'll want to wait till the first storyline's over just to read it all at once and take it all in. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's uh, I believe it's Oni Press that publishes it. For a second, I thought it was maybe Boom Studios. It is Oni. It is Oni. Boom has been doing such a great job now. Like mm-hmm. I, there's another book you should totally read, which is uh, from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lumberjanes, just the first volume. Yes, of I keep meaning to collected. check out Lumberjanes. It, it has been collected. Yep, first first. Story. I hereby solemnly swear. I I was really busy, and there's no excuse for me being on a comic show, having read as little comics as I, as I have lately. When I'm just looking, there's a new Southern Bastards out, which means I'm way fucking behind. Uh, I will check well, that out eight, tonight. Yeah, issue eight of Southern Bastards came out this mm-hmm. week, which is the end of the second storyline. Really? So that's going to be collected real soon. That's when I'm going to read it. I've been hearing really great things. No, about from I'm, a lot I'll of our, get it this way. From a lot of our listeners, I've been hearing all, uh, amazing things about it. And um, what else was I going to read? God damn it! I was going to catch up on something. I thought. <laughs> uh, damn it! I lost it. Um, but I'm also seeing um, there's a new Star Wars uh, line out. Oh yeah, the last Padawan. I yeah, saw that one. That? That's the one I didn't want to read. I was like, <laughs> eh, I don't know. This this seems a bridge too far, though. I don't know who's writing it, so I can't say for sure. And uh, it's it's but it's this it's the dude from Star Wars Rebels, the show that's on. Right I now? believe so. Yes, yeah. Because there's a dude. Yeah, on Star Wars Rebels, like part of the group is there's this guy who's kind of Obi Wan and Han Solo because mm-hmm. he's like. He's the older brother type who's kind of bossing around the uh, the Mark Hamill type in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's also like he is a not fully trained Jedi who's like master was killed. And so he's kind of a Jedi, kind of not. And it's, it's, it's an interesting scenario on the show. What is in what am I seeing? Avengers Rage of Ultron? So I have purchased that. It's in mm-hmm. the mail, but I have not read it yet. It's uh, so it's an original graphic novel they mm-hmm. did of uh, just a Rick Remender. Yep, it's it. Uh, apparently, there are there's big deal stuff in it. It was compared to I, I haven't read what the spoilers are, mm-hmm. but uh, they said it's one of those in continuity graphic novels. They said it's compared to like what does that mean? Well, remember when Barbara. Uh, Killing Joke, if you were reading at the time, Killing Joke felt like it was, that's uh, just a story by Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Then it turned out, no, what happens to Barbara Gordon in this sticks. Like, mm-hmm. it stayed with her. Yeah. And so, 
something on that level happens in Rage of Ultron. Mm. And it's also just built. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's it's coming out because it's connected to the film. Like, oh my god, it's expensive. I might have to check it out though. I'll lend you my card copy, or if I if I get a code for it, <gasps> you can have the code. You think it's at your house, like right now, when you get home? Well, it'd be at the it'd be in the office. I get yes. there. What are you thinking? Sorry. Well, I can I can just open it at the office and send you the code. Life of a that's apartment life for you, by the way. You can't get shit sent to your apartment if you're never at your apartment because people will steal it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Convergence started this week, but I yeah. did not read it. But, um, we yeah. have a review up on Laser Time. I've heard some not great, great stuff things, about but it. But it's yeah. an issue zero, which is, I think, a, in my opinion, it's been a pretty shitty tradition of DC uh, yeah. zero issues. I, I think they've been beyond terrible. Yeah, though I also... There they're was supposed to be this jumping off point, but they're somehow... Jumping on point. They're supposed to be a jumping on point for readers, mm-hmm. yet mo- the hard-to-understand esoteric shit is in issue zero, which used to come out after issue one, the platform that people were supposed to stand on and get on board of the series, but zero yeah. came out first. This... And when you try and read them in, like, as, like, in order, the zero issues always come off like... Oh, get to the get to the fucking point, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I've seen more often zero issues are used as the prequel or the uh, the prologue yeah. and just setting up stuff in instead of laying the groundwork back. So uh, zero hour, which mm-hmm. honestly I don't think stands up uh, to the test of time very well at all. Mm-hmm. But zero hour when it came out, it did have its point was to try. They had they had a crisis on infinite earths. Post crisis, mm-hmm. things were still pretty messed up, and they wanted to reunify everything and be like, "Okay, zero hour will flatten out all the problems that they've had since crisis, and it'll mm-hmm. be like, no, this everything's been ten years. Ten years ago, Superman showed up, hmm. and then nine years ago, they didn't say, you know, this happened in 1995, so they didn't say in 1985 Superman showed up, mm-hmm. but they said ten years ago this happened. Nine years ago." All origin stories, like they all were about hmm. making sense of the of the character from the beginning and just in laying out the status quo. They were great jumping on points. Mm-hmm. Like what followed weren't great comics, and uh, <laughs> well, not in every case. I mean, not every comic's going to be great. That's kind of it too. But but yeah, just the zero issues. If you were to read the zero issue of like one of the Batman ones, mm-hmm. it explained a ton of stuff about Batman, like. Batman at his core, and at like the new his newest status quo. Same with Superboy. Same with Green Lantern. I just like, I found all the issue zeros as like for hardcore existing fans only for the for like the characters I didn't know much about. Like this is even more confusing. And then well, I jump into issue one. I'm like, this is the start of a story. <laughs> Jesus, well, why did you? Why are they listed like this? Did well, you, and Marvel also. An I guess that one's just because it's the Amazon or Comicsology's just system of like zero. They list the zero one, one like ahead of one makes. Yeah. It, makes it sequentially seem important but I can't if you're trying to get into a DC comic via single issues which is all they have on Comicsology, don't get the zero issue Do until after you've enjoyed the series don't get it until you get to the zero hour story zero <laughs> hour uh, but yeah Convergence sounds kind of like zero hour not surprising because I think Dan Jurgens is involved wasn't he was the guy on zero hour mm-hmm. and I think he's pretty involved in Convergence as well but I don't really like Convergence is kind of like Flashpoint to me. Of like, I'm not interested in it. I'm interested in where we end up after this is over. I see. I see. Because like they're going to, for lack of a better word, they're going to Batgirlize a lot of their books. Of just yeah. like enough of this New Fifty Two universe and everything's connected and everything's leading to a giant crossover. 
books are going to be stylistically different. Like they're not going to be they're not going to be cut from the same cloth. I applaud this. Yeah. I applaud this so hard. I can't wait to it, read. It, it just means that like the reader gets to bring in as much baggage with each hero as it wants to, mm-hmm. as they want to. And they're not expected to have read all these other yeah. books. And like. There's new status quo. I'm really looking forward to checking out the Black Canary book. Yeah. Like, that one looks I really know cool. Angela's. And also, kind of looks like the uh, maybe spoilers, but based on the based on the covers for upcoming Superman books, I think it's pretty obvious this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're going to get rid of Sup- uh, Clark Kent's secret identity. Like they're just going to kill Clark Kent in that he'll be revealed to be Superman, which. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, they aren't doing shit with Clark Kent. It's not like, a terribly interesting part of being Superman anymore. Not since New 52, it hasn't been. Well, like, I think yeah. some, of, some of Morrison's run that was kind Morrison of... Morrison was, was the only one? Because it was an interesting take. Mm-hmm. And that he was younger than I think I ever imagined Superman while being in Metropolis. But I think when they broke up, when they broke up Clark and Lois... Mm-hmm. He has fewer tethers to being Clark anymore, mm. and especially when like where, where's his love life with Wonder Woman? So he's always Superman. Like it's just nice. it it kind of makes it kind of makes Clark Kent. What did you say, buddy? Clark Kent redundant. I hope that forum name is available. Um, Clark Kent, <laughs> uh, yes, available and uh, uh, Donald Fuck. Uh, if you'd like that one. Oh boy. Um... Oh, also, I really, I, you know what? I'm going to look this one up. I mm. will watch The Flash, guys. I wanted to start from one, but can't really do that. But I saw that this week's episode is apparently <gasps> very good. Yeah? Well, for one thing, it is Mark Hamill is on the show Dude, reprising the trickster. That is one of the episodes I saw the most of the old Flash show. Because <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is embarrassing. Yeah, what is Mark <laughs> Hamill doing? No, no, no. But like he, yeah, but he really goes ballistic. Yeah. And it, it, like... I didn't recognize him as Luke Skywalker. I recognized his voice as the Joker mm-hmm. and, when I saw it. Uh, and then, uh, w- and you know where else he reprised that role? Hmm. In the game? On the Justice League Unlimited series. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a, there's an all-Flash episode <laughs> where Flash is dealing with his rogues and stuff, and he goes to the rogues bar, mm-hmm. and uh, Trickster like attacks them at first, and then... Batman's like, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And the Flash's like, hey, that's not how we do things here in Keystone. And then he just like has a conversation with him. He's just like, well, uh, he said, calls him by his first name. He's like, you're not taking your medication, are you? And he's like, mm-hmm. feels better when I'm not. He's like, you know you're supposed to. You son of a bitch. And he's like, okay. Well, so you're going to turn yourself in? Yeah. Yeah, Flash. <laughs> it was just a funny exchange. And it was all, and it was Mark Hamill doing a totally different voice than the Joker. But yeah, so he's on it, and then apparently uh, there was a funny tweet I saw from Mark Wade, which was, on the episode, the Flash vibrates through a wall, which is like a classic yeah. Flash power, Yeah. but one that you don't see much on the TV show, and so mm-hmm. it was like a picture of Mark Wade's reaction when he's starting to vibrate his molecules, and Mark Wade it just looks like happier than ever, like, <laughs> he's vibrating molecules, I oh my god. I genuinely love that shit about the Flash, whenever they get to like where his powers come from on like a super science molecular level. Yeah, I kind of wish they didn't have to Batman his parents and like just kill kill off his parents, but what, still. the show? Well, yeah, the show is the comics continuity. Just mm. Barry Allen's mother was murdered and his father was put in jail for it, and it was a crime he couldn't solve. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it gives Barry Allen a tragic backstory instead of no backstory of just mm-hmm. like, oh, what's Barry Allen's backstory? He had a happy childhood yeah. and then became a cop. 
oh, okay. Like that's that is boring. I I admit. <laughs> I admit. It it lacks the melodrama of so many of the best superheroes. Like even even Captain America, who like they had to give him one after the fact of just like instead of just being I'm a skinny I'm a skinny blonde guy who wants to join the army and they won't let me. They also had to say, you know, his father was his, was drunk. His mother was like had all this strength and resolve that he that he took from her, and they grew up in the depression era and had no food or money like that. That, that they added that later, but mm. uh, anyway, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I I promise to you, listeners, I will. I will look this up. I will watch the Flash episode. And it sounds like the Adam show is really happening. There's like going to be a third. Well, I guess really with Gotham mm-hmm. and Supergirl, a fifth DC TV show. Like what? they're going to make the Adam show. Was what I was reading. What? But, uh, yeah, with what's his face, uh, Brandon Rock is Adam. Atom, ah, not Adam. All right, Atom. Yes, I still got wrestling on the brain. The Atom still got wrestling on the brain. Uh, um, yeah, that the, the Atom Atom show is going to have even a uh, have Hawker on it. I would love played by a black lady. What? Yeah, neat. Uh, I would love to plug something because uh, man. I do applaud Marvel for putting digital collections up on Comixology uh-huh. and in honor of the Daredevil show, which premieres next week. Yeah. Um, there's a shitload of Daredevil collections. Oh, for, wow. They don't, they're, they're, they're not listed as on sale, but like, dude, you get the Man Without Fear for eight ninety nine, the first Wade collection for 10 bucks. That is not bad no, at all. That's great. Uh, and definitely, yes, Wade, Bendis, Miller, holy shit, Brubaker. I even like the Kevin Smith run. Um, yeah, it's good. It's End good. of days is fun. That's where Daredevil dies. Yeah, um, yeah, man. No, those are all great. I feel like we will talk about this more next week. But, we will. Uh, and if you're one of the four people who likes my uh, comic wallpapers, you'll never guess who's going up this weekend. Um, uh, but yeah, let's talk about the news real quick before mm-hmm. we, uh, and then we'll go to our break. But um, As far as I saw, there were only two real big pieces of news, both related to Fox's films. I almost fell for like a pre-April Fool's thing about Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, fuck. Dude, I saw that last night and wasn't even thinking. And I was like, I'll get to this tomorrow. I'm so tired. Yeah, I was sure it was real. It was passed to us by somebody who... uh, A follower on Twitter who I think thought it was real as well. No, I... I, No. I think he thought it was he or she. I forget which, but I, I think they thought it was real as well. But mm-hmm. they, it it was not. But it, it was one of those things where I was like, "Wow, this is crazy news." Wait a minute. Once hey. somebody else would have been tweeting about this. Hey, wait a second. Uh, Something fishy. Here. All right. Hey, I have but sound the, effects. But the two big ones. Uh, well, first off, for April Fool's Day. There was that a brand, was really cool. There was an, this great, also kind of, uh, kind of tying into this week's uh, laser time. What? Uh, the uh, what do you have it up? The the Deadpool trailer. Um, I can pull it up. Yeah. It was just so. Yeah, we we don't need to listen to it, but yeah, just the I listen to it. The the so. In the interim between episodes, mm-hmm. they. Um, Ryan Reynolds, who seems to be very into Deadpool, like mm-hmm. he seems very excited for Deadpool, he posted a photograph of himself in the costume. And first off, when I saw that costume, I was like, 
Whoa, he's like they're really yeah. staying true to the character because they don't. They didn't muscle him up, and they didn't. Well, really... and I expected like just maroon, yeah. like not bright. Red. No, it's yeah. Actually, you're right. It's like the most authentic comic costume I think I've seen in a while. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you said there was Fox News. I love that Daredevil is fucking holding the costume. It's not from Fox you. News. It's, it's oh. <laughs> well, you said. And you were saying there was Fox News. I'm like, well, no, no, no. Related not... to Fox Marvel Films, yes, where yeah. there was a, a new Netflix spot where um, they make more jokes about, mm. your suit sucks, Daredevil. It's like, it's a work in progress. Yeah, and that was a great. I did love that. Love that. that. But here's the clip from the uh, Deadpool trailer. Go. <laughs> the spirit of the comic book alive, though. P13 rating? Wait, no. Yeah. Uh, the movie studio just announced that they're aiming for a PG13 rating. Yeah, we're working to. I mean, yeah, we're, we're working to keep the spirit of the comic book alive. Though, I think it's no smart, what. man, that you guys keep it. Uh, and that's whoops. Hold on, I want to keep going. Family friendly. Yeah, I don't know. Ryan Reynolds go... is being inter- interviewed yeah, by yeah, AC Slater. Oh, it. tying into this week's yeah. laser. Tie. That's what I, I meant. Yeah, AC Slater, Mario Lopez. There may be a billion reasons to make a family friendly movie, as in sequels and toys. And, and, and listen, Ryan, if you fuck you, Slater. Fools, Deadpool will of course be rated R. It's okay, Jim. Uh, I, well, I oh, wait, wait. Play that last part there. Jesse, Slater can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> so I, I think I wrote, a, I wrote a tiny piece about it underneath there. It's not super important, but it's like, I think it should be rated R, but I didn't think that was a given by any, mm-hmm. by any means. Like, Disney just cuts smoking out of, like, a characters cannot smoke in Marvel Comics anymore. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Uh, that's the first Disney-esque Disney uh, decree I've seen I just figured for sure a Deadpool movie with a Marvel logo on it would not be rated R and I am ecstatic Mm -hmm. for kids to fall in love with a rated R uh, Deadpool on screen (laughs) and let's make this the biggest controversy we can we'll be so indignant about it you're talking censorship I, I like hearing Ryan Reynolds, uh, hearing his Deadpool voice too. Like fuck you, Slater. Fuck you. I didn't fucking. And I talked to Anne and talked about it a little bit, and like she's like, "Is it?" I thought I saw him on Twitter saying that there's Reynolds himself is still fighting to keep it R. It's not I, for I, sure. I felt like that was just the lead up to the this video today. I yeah. think he says it's oh, okay. of course rated R. Like him saying at the end of that video, like that's the pronouncement. Like no, it'll be an R. It's not unheard of. The Punisher movies are R. Blades are. Yeah. No, uh, um, yeah, and like Wolverine had an M-rated game, which was like the best Wolverine game ever. Yeah, like, uh, but uh, that you know, Fox has really turned it around with their X-Men movies. They really have, or with all with all their mutant films. Like, I don't it know, what gives was, me hope for Fantastic what was Four. Wrong over there. I have no idea. They, I remember reading on Ain't It Cool News like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. They're always like this high level dude. He doesn't know how to make sci fi films, and he like they didn't just blame X Men. Like they didn't just blame X Men Three on him, mm-hmm. and they said like the first X Men films were good in spite of this guy. Mm-hmm. They said he's the reason Planet of the Apes two thousand was garbage. I was like, thinking about guy, that this, this morning. That that shit is unwatchable. Yeah, it is terrible. I know, irredeemable. And, that, and it seemed like somebody there just didn't have much faith in science fiction, and so. Maybe that guy's gone. Maybe not in the same place. Maybe, maybe Marvel's given them the, you know, um, confidence to mm-hmm. go more to get nerdier with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. I, I don't know. But, but yeah, the Daredevil. Uh, the, know, the, but the, here's the, the thing. thing. The Deadpool. I want to speculate about. Mm-hmm. I don't think Deadpool would go rated R 
in the MCU. I don't think yeah. they would have done that. No, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have. I think. I think they. I think he'd be wackier. Mm-hmm. I do think he still, if he exists in the Fox mutant verse, mm-hmm. that's still a less fun place, mm-hmm. and it's still a darker place where people get killed all the time. Mm-hmm. While in the the tone of the Marvel movie film, certainly like death happens, mm-hmm. but it's still more colorful and like, eh, but let's have fun, like. Like ever since ever since to- the first Iron Man film, Tony's like, yeah, it's fun. This is fun to do, though. Mm-hmm. Let's just have a good time. Like, I think he could still have fun, and maybe they'd even have fun of like bleeping him in funny ways. <laughs> but uh, you know, well, you know not, I mean? it's really Deadpool's R-rated nature has nothing to do with what he says. It's what he does and yeah. the delight he seems to take in it. And hearing Reynolds talk about this in this this puffy piece with with uh, AC Slater, it's, it seems to have a. Pretty lit. Whatever notes he's being given as cynical, if you want to be that cynical, he seems to get Deadpool a lot. Like no, just- I totally. He, his one scene mm-hmm. as uh, when he was actually Deadpool, his mm-hmm. one scene at the start of X Men Origins, mm-hmm. it's kind of the best part of that movie. Like mm-hmm. he, he is totally the Deadpool character. Well, I think what they did to Deadpool in that movie is something I can't ever forgive. Well, that was terrible. Earlier in the video, he says, "Like I did play Deadpool before. This isn't connected to that Deadpool." Like, and the Deadpool video game too was very M rated. Like mm-hmm. he, he decapitates folks all over the place. Get that shit while you can, if you and can. If you can. well, it's, I, I checked today. It's, you it's, can find it's, it. It's available on Amazon. I picked it up from Best Buy the other day just because, mm-hmm. like, shit, I don't have this game and you can't buy it digitally anymore. You may never be able to get it again. Yeah, that that deal is long canceled. Yeah, I wonder it, if they just suffered from like long delays on it or something. Because like, it got to be yeah. on sale for like a six months before yeah. it got taken off. Like, yes, that's it, probably what happened. There must have just been a lot of delays. They're like, well, let's put it out. And it's like, not that these games won't come back, but you got to be pretty classic to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Deadpool. I don't think game, Deadpool's on the level of say the X Men arcade game. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but all right, the other big news. Speaking of X Men. Is that Hugh Jackman says the Wolverine two will be his last uh, outing as as Wolvie? Um, I yeah. don't believe it. Uh, well, he, did, he said he said one more time. He just yeah. said something like slightly cryptic like that. He said one for one. He said one final time. In that one instance. final time. And what people speculate that means it's not that he won't appear in X Men Apocalypse or he won't appear in maybe even the Deadpool movie. But he will do one more Wolverine. Oh, movie. you think it's the last solo one? Yes. Which I'm I mean, totally it's a fine lot with. for him. To, I didn't. I've yeah. never loved the Wolverine solo films. Even the first one was awful. The second one was okay. The second one's pretty okay. Yeah. But it's like till the I, end. I don't Boy, need that it. ending. Uh, yeah. Didn't didn't need it. Don't care to watch it again. Um, He's so much better as an ensemble guy. Yes. Uh, like, yes. A little Wolverine goes along. I way. mean, and just that's I don't know. I, like I've I've been thinking nonstop lately about Days of Future Past. I don't know why. Uh, I haven't watched it. But I don't own it, and I'm like I really, really, really am dying to watch this movie again mm. to, to see his butt. Uh, well, that's always great. Yeah. You can Google that part. Um, check out lasertimepodcast.com slash nudes posted by Henry. With a um, Z. Yes. With a Z. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, he doesn't need another, he does not need another solo film. That's right. Like, eh, I don't think it's necessary. Give, give him a break. And he probably doesn't like being in that great of shape. Well, I don't know. He has to be in such good shape. Like, you have to live at the gym, probably. I, well, somebody had pointed that out uh, more articulately than I, but that, that he is 
the standard of superheroes and on-screen uh, beefcakes has risen to such an extent. If you go back and look at Jackman in the first movie, he is so much more built in Days of Future Past to the point where it looks like you must have <laughs> experienced quite a bit of pain doing this to your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rock has set a really shitty standard for on-screen, um, <laughs> on-screen action heroes. Yeah. It is, you know, I, I have to laugh that men are being, like, uh, it used to be like, eh, be regular dude. Well, not regular dude. Like, definitely definitely back in the day, you had Schwarzenegger, you had Stallone, you had, yeah, Bruce Willis. They did all have to be in really good shape. But you could I also be... reading about Tom Cruise's regime. Like, Tom yeah. Cruise is a crazy fitness workhorse. Though you also could be, like... Christian Slater for, uh, or Marlon Brando or or <laughs> Nicolas Cage like you didn't have to be in awesome shape yeah like, that's true you, you well meanwhile like if you were the lady in it you probably had to be hot and kind of mm. topless and now like they don't the, the only topless scenes are the guys like I I just have to laugh at in the Thor films the like Natalie Portman is so overdressed and Kat Dennings are overdressed in every scene. Yeah, it's true. Like they, they, they can't wear more layers and they, when they're both like beautiful women. Thur like, is yeah. the mo- most sexualized. Faux show. Yeah. I look forward to I mean, in the trailers, they made sure that for Age of Ultron, they make sure to have one scene of like, yeah, he's shirtless in one scene and like here he is popping out water shirtless. Like, boom, you got it. Some belief. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Superhero Spotlight your answer is the last week's question of the week and this week's question of the week. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the break for this week's episode of Cape Crisis, and thanks very much for listening. Uh, If I may remind you again, if you'd like to help out the show and uh, give us your support, there's a lot of ways you can do that, but the best one is to go to lasertimepodcast.com. And if you see on the right side, there's a link to the IRL movie uh, cartoons movie commentary pack. So it's a special commentary pack we did. We did original commentary for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Cool World, and Space Jam. All of them, we had a lot of fun doing it, recording original film commentary tracks for those films. And we're selling them to you as a way to... Uh, it's kind of an emergency pledge drive for the site. It would really help us out. So if you, uh, for a dollar to four ninety nine, uh, if you give that through PayPal, you will get uh, the commentary tracks for Roger Rabbit and for Space Jam, both very good. But if you give five more, five dollars or more, you will get the one for Cool World as well, which I think is our funniest one, even though it's the worst film of them. But I think that's why it's the most fun. Plus, if you give $10 or more, there will be this great physical reward, which, look, when you guys see it, you will, you will like it. I'm just, uh, we, we just don't want to reveal it just yet. But, so go to lasertimepodcast.com, and you will find it right there. Um, also, uh, if you are listening to this on iTunes, please give a review. Please, uh, you know, please give us five stars if you haven't reviewed it yet. Every review helps. Please do. You know, just, it's. It's a real quick thing for you guys to do, and it helps us out. Also, you can buy stuff to the Amazon links that are on this episode's page. Uh, buy what we suggest or not what we suggest, and a little bit of money comes our way as long as you do it through that tab, through the link. Uh, and lastly, it's time for the Hanks Corner Pick of the Week. With all this talk about Deadpool, I was thinking of saying what a good starting point would be for Deadpool. Now, 
the recent uh, Marvel Now storylines by Brian Postain and Jerry Duggan are definitely very good. Like, they're very good starting points. But personally, I think Deadpool Secret Invasion is an even better one. It's a very short and sweet, like, four-issue taste of what Deadpool currently is. The, the you know, Deadpool with three in, or with two different internal monologues and him acting extra crazy and all that. It's, it's a very comedic book. It's a great fun time. And I'm sure you get it for very cheap now. The link to it will be, uh, the link to buying it on Amazon will be on this week's episode page. So be sure to check that out. Please, please do. All right. And now, without further ado, back to the rest of the show. Avengers Assemble! Hey everybody, we're back and uh, uh, dinosaur. St- I can't stop doing it. You you were saying it off the air, and I was curious <laughs> about it. What? No, just that every time I I say I'm back too much, and then you always say a dinosaur. dinosaur. I can't stop. I can't stop. It's not fair. <laughs> um, please haunt me with images from that movie, so maybe I will stop. Remember, they love hot dogs, and Walter Cronkite is voice. <laughs> well, um, I'd wondered because. Netflix never, generally doesn't give out episodes for review. They don't give a shit. They'd much because it's on Netflix. Like, it, well, it. it's a different model, and like yeah. it's it's kind of like we don't want you to have any opinion on it until you watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can all do that by signing up for it's only only costs you seven dollars, and you'll get a bunch of Marvel movies for free. <laughs> um, and and the, but you said they, I was like, are there reviews out? I'm very curious. And you said there were uh, for yeah. Daredevil. I just came, yeah, I just came across it on Comic Daredevil. Alliance. One Kevin Fitzpatrick. Uh, wrote a review. Of, wrote a review of the first five episodes, and uh, just very positive about it. Oh, like so the, the, the characters so still live in, and that uh, even that like every fight sequence seems much more brutal, and that it's a very grounded series. And uh, I I just want to read it. The uh, the last bit here really got me. It's just like in earnest. I've never had to collect as many thoughts on a series in only five of thirteen episodes. But fear not, citizens of superhero fatigue. Daredevil was well worth the wait and breaks the Marvel movie mold with bone-crunching delight. It's everything Nolan's Batman never had time to explore, Mm. everything Arrow wants to be without network boundaries, and exactly the street-level drama Marvel needs to complete its superhero world. So, boom. And it's going to go live Friday at midnight. So... Boy, I should just uh, I should just take that day off from work now. I think about it. I that I don't like about binge watching stuff. I've mm. said it on here before. Like when when Arrested Development came out, uh, season four, I felt like I had to watch it as fast as possible. I'm just like, yeah. cram it. I can't get the, I can't have jokes spoiled for me by Twitterers. Like mm-hmm. if I see somebody else do anus tart and, jo- and <laughs> reveal what the the that so. Though I guess it's different in Daredevil if they say like, oh, the Kingpin finds out a secret identity or some other plot line from, or his girlfriend is Elektra the assassin. Like, that's not going to be a shock to me. I know these things, you know. But I guess just seeing them show up or seeing how the show handles it would be something I'd want to see live play out live. I hate to lay this on the comic, uh, the comic podcast, 
But I am so fucking amped right now for Fast Seven. No, I am too. Uh, I am too. God damn it! Summer summer movies are a coming. And I hear people are like actually like kind of sad by the at the end of it. Like it's kind yeah. of a well, it's a farewell to Paul Walker. Yeah, we, we Paul sh- Walker's character. We stream the fucking abysmal video game showdown. Well, it is feature. free, so it's, N- it's what? okay. It, it's a free download. No, no. Yeah. No, no, no. The uh, but I'm talking oh, about the old one. Oh, you played an one old. Okay, sorry, sorry. With the voice acting, and it's fucking awful. <laughs> Playing as Paul Walker uh, makes me glad he's dead. Um, but we, while we were streaming, oh, Jesus, yeah. man, I mean, it was that bad. It's on. It's on our. It's on the website. But then I was also like. We're playing through all this shit that, like, this isn't what makes the series interesting. When these people become superheroes and their superpowers are cars, mm-hmm. that's when this, that's when the shit became really good. Five and six are the most excellent examples of main, like mainstream art that I can think of. <laughs> well, they forget that Fucking when they great. ignore physics, ignore yes. reality. Yes, it's like that. Like Vin Diesel just flings himself off a car into another car. He's like, I got to crash this car to fling myself at this other car. What like, should be pop culture garbage becomes this wondrous new creature <laughs> that rose from like those first four movies are fucking boring. I don't care if, if Grimm reveres them for their car culture nonsense. I don't give a shit about automotive pornography. They're boring. Who gives a fuck? Five and six are the greatest. Some of the greatest movies Universal has ever produced. Have no problem with the ride going in there, which it is apparently. Instead of yeah, instead of being bogged down mm-hmm. by it's so many plot lines and characters, mm-hmm. like now let's juggle everything. It's yeah. fun to juggle. All yeah, these let's stuff. just keep okay. keep adding on. Let's it's, have thirteen. And in that respect, in it feels movie. like a comic. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Yeah. It, in like, that way, it feels like the kind of like just keep adding things that work and getting rid of things that don't until I don't know. Well, and also like like in a comic too, they're like. No, Michelle Rodriguez is dead. No, she's not. She's back. Mm-hmm. And she has amnesia. It's, well, it's such a bizarre plot line for a movie to bother with, and they did. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's Amnesia? For real? And yep. then nobody gave a shit because it was the results were too cool. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so good. And then, yeah, that, any, that anybody can show up in, and you're like, yep, this guy's in this movie now, too. Like, the entire cast of the expend Like, they should do an Expendables crossover film mm. with the Fast, mm. the fast films. Yeah. You see IGN's April Fool's joke? No, I did not. What was it? Um, Fast and the Furious meets Back to the Future. Vin Diesel <laughs> tearing ass of the DeLorean. That's, yeah, that's funny. Mm. That, it was man, Fast and the Future. So did it look like it cost $2 million or something like most of their April Fool's things? I saw somebody mention that they got Vin Diesel to do it. And when I watched it, I thought it was archival footage from the existing movies featuring CG that... Feel like I know a guy who can do that. I don't mean to say that. It's just like it was very clearly not the real thing to me. Um, I see. And when I say it looks like it costs two million dollars, I mean more like it costs no. I'm thousand. It looks like it costs a lot, and it's 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 excellent what it does. But like it's not it's not what the movie. Yeah, I just like. I, man, I look how much IGN spends on those like mm. they they the April Fools things and yeah, what, even then when you when I want to get cynical about April Fools and I very much am like I was like mm. we're not doing anything with April Fools on Laser Time period. Yeah, um, people just hate it on the internet. Well, I mean, we don't post enough content to like f- fucking like, fooled you. Yeah, yeah, tricked you. The stuff you. The, the, no, if, if everybody you trusted us, if to everybody tell you listening truth. to Cape Crisis was actually looking at Laser Time, which they're fucking not, uh, then maybe. <laughs> um, that sounds so upset about it. I'm not. Well, whatever. You like our podcast? That's fine. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go to our website, see all the fun stuff over there. Ten greatest Space Jam. Toys. How about that? And also, 10 books that will teach you the secrets of pro wrestling. That's right. 
Yeah, I... Alright, but let's do this week's... Uh, oh, oh, I did want to say, this is wrestling related, but also slightly comic and anime related. Mm-hmm. So, you know Evangelion. Yeah. And you know New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. So, they had two of their wrestlers, the two goofy guys, one named Hanma, who mm-hmm. is a guy who never wins, and his thing is that he tries to do a headbutt that always misses. Mm-hmm. Or misses 75% of the time. And then there's the other guy who was the guy who hits people with his butt, if you remember him. Like, from the... But so, the two joke wrestlers, mm-hmm. one puts on a mask the, that is the Ava Unit 1 from Evangelion. Like a very good Ava Unit 1 mask. And then the other guy, Hanma, puts on a mask that is the first angel. And then they, base, they act out in wrestling style the first fight from the, like episode 2 of Evangelion or episode 1 and 2 of Evangelion where... Like Shinji is having trouble controlling the the Ava and then falls down and then gets up and fights him. And there's great like cuts to the dude's face underneath the mask when they would cut to Shinji inside mm-hmm. the Ava. It's such a funny video. Like, really, it's, a, it's an hilarious video. It was there. It was uh, their April Fool's thing. Like Japan is really getting into April Fool's mm. jokes. Like at least on the internet, they've they've been. I've been seeing as many funny ones from like Japanese websites and companies like New Japan as you'd see as any any English speaking. Saw Capcom did Dog Attorney. Yeah, it's a shame we were forbidden from doing anything fun. But good <laughs> hey, on you. Hey, uh, but, all right. <laughs> wait, uh, I did also. That just reminded me, vaguely comic related, uh, uh-huh. that Toho signed. Two oh awesome yeah, people. Hidekiano. Yeah, two awesome like people with great pedigrees. Summon Evangelion to make a new mm-hmm. Godzilla movie. No, that is really cool. That it like, is really cool. And it's smart. It's also smart. Well, it's okay. It's a guy who helmed the animation on um, Evangelion on and a guy who uh, directed the Attack on Titan live action movie. Yeah, the, it's Fucking both great. such smart hires. And he worked. The director of the Attack on Titan also worked on Ava as well under Anosan. Mm. But Ano is like he is a le- like since the pa- the unfortunate passing of Satoshi Kon, mm-hmm. Hideki Ano is the top guy. Like he's the next Miyazaki. Like he's that's crazy. He's, or is he just is it now? That's cra- that's because like Japan is rooted in tradition, and it's like they can't take Godzilla seriously. And I think that's yeah. why they stopped is because they ha- it's steeped in this thing that it has to be and it can't be anything else and then if that well that's not working anymore well then we just won't do that we'll make something well and I read in the Variety News Story thing on it that they that they were surprised by how well the American film did in Japan like they really? did very well like not not a ama- like not 30 million dollars would you say Buffo Henry it was Buffo it, Buffo. Was, it was Bonsai Buffo Bonsai at the Japanese box office <laughs> So it did so well, and I think the timing is right, too, because it's apparently for next year, mm. because Japan produces movies a little faster and cheaper than an American mm-hmm. production. So so we get a 2014 Godzilla, then we get a 2016 Godzilla, and then by the time that guy's done with Star Wars, you get 2018 Godzilla. So you still end up with a Godzilla every two years. So yeah, Godzilla, cool. <laughs> yes, we didn't lose any audio nope. there. Hey. All right, Ooh. so why don't we do uh, the Oh, wait, no, wait, nope, can't do that yet. Yeah, we can. Okay, hey, why don't we do the old superhero spotlight? Collect your hero. It's a professional operation here, Henry. Why wouldn't we be able to do that? Fuck, man. I also, man, the the sirens sirens in the background. I'm so worried. Um, So, 
I was. I feel- hope no one's hurt. I was. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, so I felt like doing Mystique this week because uh, I think she is an interesting character, Raven, Raven Darkholm. I had her on the list uh, because uh, Jen, Jennifer Lawrence was in the news because she was going to drop doing Mystique. And I just I thought it was uh, interesting that Mystique just became a major character now. That is she crazy. Is, yeah. Like she's I I had to dig through some old comics just to like mm-hmm. find her when the movie came out. Yeah, when the first when the first X Men film came mm-hmm. out, like. She was just the femme fatale. She was mm-hmm. just another another bad guy that didn't do much, mm-hmm. you know. And and she was she still days of future past. No, well, yeah, mm-hmm. but but she's still. I, I'm saying in in one in the first three X Men films, like mm-hmm. especially in three, she's dispatched so quickly. Like, nah, she got cured. She's gone. Raven's gone. And like then in the then because they cast Jennifer Lawrence, she's a major character in it. Like she's like. The the three main characters are her, Magneto, and and Xavier. And so she became such a big deal and I wanted to see, you know, where she came from. I don't think in the comics right now she's doing all that much. Like she'd uh, I know when they first did the all new X Men. Mm-hmm. She was a part of it. Like yeah. she was trying to rip off uh, the ha- the not hand uh, Lady Hydra and Mandipore, like mm-hmm. just trying to steal all her money. And Mystique is such a trick tricky person like that's just how she is but she's also she's as old or if not older than wolverine it turns out like that her and it was an interesting background to put her and wolverine together like but okay so her first appearance was in miss marvel 16 what year which um this that was early 70s and you'll see uh sorry it was late 70s wow april 1st 1978 so it's an anniversary uh, but yeah, it was Miss Miss Marvel was an early book for Chris Claremont. Like he he was working on that at the same time or around the same time he, he began working on the X Men. And so you'll see when when Miss Marvel got canceled, he kind of transferred some characters over. And like in the case of Rogue, he just gave Rogue's uh, he gave Miss Marvel's powers to Rogue, you know. And just let and let uh, Carol Danvers go off into the sunset for some time. And Mystique was just a bad guy in that too. Like she, she was first uh, seen as Mystique two issues later. Like she was just seen in a shape system form in two sixteen, uh, and d- down the line she was eventually like, <laughs> hmm. in one of her guises she raised Rogue as her stepmother. But I don't believe she's what? Rogue's biological mother. But well, also, well, I only have Days of Future Past to go on. She's not nude. She's fully clothed. Yeah, yeah. She wears. Well, she could be Is as naked some... or clothed as she wanted to be. But, but it, like, was it... she that nude in the comics ever? No, 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 no. She that was that she, was she dressed uh, like a, a white, more... like like a uh, like a white stone cold Steve Austin. <laughs> well, no, it was like as, as I recall, like it's more just like a... a white vest. Well, uh, yeah, I've seen her more in what looks like kind of a white ball gown, almost. It's like an evening gown. I think it was a more salacious choice in the film. And, like, maybe it makes sense that she's more of a reptilian skin that then transforms into a body. Mm-hmm. Maybe that works. But um, uh, it's an interesting thing for her that, like, Mystique is a bisexual character. Mm-hmm. Like, she... Though, really, I mean, I think she identifies as a woman, like, in her regular form, she has female figure mm-hmm. but that she can be whatever she needs to be like that's her that's her abilities and that they Chris... I'm, I'm more curious if like did 
for me, do you think the movies defined more of what I think Mystique is? Than yeah, I mean, she's in the comics. In the movies, they're both kind of similar. Like she was, she was at well, one time heading the movie, up. They the... beautifully, they beautifully use her nude form as a statement of what I am is perfectly acceptable. Whereas mm. anything I read in her in the comic, it was just like, I'll get you. Um, she never, she never had a grand statement to make. No, on the, on the state uh, well, of... I think it's she's not as into. She's she's and I I think in the comics and of that she's an idealist. She if she was ever an idealist that was burned away and she's like no this is it's not about the dream it's not about even mm-hmm. it's not about having war on humans or having uh, or trying to save humans. I must it's, get the X Men. It's about getting money or petty revenge. She's like yeah. eh, screw you Wolverine or whatever. Or she's just she's a gun for hire. Like mm. she'll just do. She's kind of like that's that's what she does and that she doesn't have a high power level either like she's mm-hmm. just somebody who hides and she's great at hiding and then she has control over herself on a molecular le- or yeah at a molecular level like Mole- <clears throat> if she wants to give herself six arms she can uh and it's also worth mentioning like this is a thing about mystique is that a raven dark home is that uh her well i'll say this to chris when he's back but let's let's get back to her like so it's it is it is a very convoluted history like she and Destiny worked together. Destiny was on her her squad of of uh, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which I think was really her top thing. Like when she was in the comic Days of Future Past, which was just two issues long, her yes. leading the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants was the big was her big deal. Mm-hmm. And, but it's uh, it's. Uh, falls in line with her vague obsession with Magneto because mm-hmm. carrying out exactly his whim. Yeah, yeah. I and but I think she because in the comic she's like attacking Congress or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Uh, she wants to kill the senator that wants to create the Mutant Registration Act, but and... it constantly referencing that um, it was Magneto's wish, not necessarily hers, and she'll carry out. Uh, I think it's, it's in. She has more of her own agency there. Like mm-hmm. she wants to. She wants to kill these dudes. Like she, she did want to kill that guy. Like, uh, oh god, Senator. Uh, how can I not remember that guy's name? He was so important. Senator. Oh, he was on the team. Oh yeah, also on her team were Avalanche, Blob, and Pyro. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's why Blob and Pyro were in the uh, that you know, the game and the cartoon that it was based on. Like. Though Mystique and Mystique was too, like Mystique's in the oh, video man. game and based on the Pride yeah, of the, the only X-Men. news I did see about X-Men Senator movie, Kelly, that's his ah, name, was about Archangel possibly being in the movie. Yeah, that'd be exciting with be Ben exciting. Foster possibly, who might who might like a great deal. So Mystique and Destiny were mm-hmm. written as very close, and Claremont writers wanted to write them as a couple, mm-hmm. but the Comic Code Authority would not like that, and Marvel told him he couldn't do it, and mm-hmm. so. In his original writing, like, Mystique and Destiny were going to be Nightcrawler's parents. Like, Weird. that was them. But instead, that uh, it ended up being the pretty well, that, much what it happened is. happened in the game based on the Wolverine prequel, I believe. Yeah, well, no. They hint in, at it. No, it, um, well, they hint that she has a relationship with Destiny, but, but she, she also... Nightcrawler's no, mother. She is Nightcrawler's mother, mm-hmm. but in the in the in the Wolverine game, she gets with that the teleporting Will I Am. Mm-hmm. That's who she gets with. <laughs> yes, Will I Am the teleporter. Uh, God and, about that man. That movie sucks. Uh yeah, we had a great commentary for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she ended up with Azazel, the <laughs> the the guy in yes. uh, the first uh, well, in 
first class. Like mm-hmm. she hooks up with him, and that's Might why call his bro. No, his dad. His dad. It's his dad. And that's why I think it's implied that she's still Nightcrawler's parent Mm -hmm. in the films, too, because the way she reacts when she finds out Azazel is dead Mm -hmm. is she, like, seems sadder than with anybody else, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, I think she didn't... In the comics, she doesn't have much of a background with Charles. She has more of one with Wolverine. Like, Mm -hmm. they set up that because both her and Wolverine can live a very long time, that they just hung out in the 20s and... That she kind of screwed him over. And one of my favorite uh, Marvel... My favorite story of Mystique's Mm -hmm. is Get Mystique by by Jason Aaron in the Wolverine books. Where Mm -hmm. uh, basically Mystique... Mystique for hire kidnaps... So this is during the the time when there's no more mutants. There's only 198 mutants. Mystique kidnaps the first mutant baby that's been born since it. And Wolverine... like. Cyclops is like, you have to just kill her. Like, this is it. We've let her run around too long. I authorize you to kill her. Go murder her. And so Wolverine is hunting her down, and he just keeps saying, like, well, I will eventually find you. Like, you can keep hiding, and I'll just keep killing the wrong guy, but eventually I will find you and kill you. Mm -hmm. And it's just this cool, like, cat and mouse game for four issues, Mm -hmm. and it even has this weird... This weird implication that Wolverine worked with Osama bin Laden in the 80s. <laughs> that, like, he meets a guy that may as well... Like, it takes place in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And he meets a guy that is a freedom fighter who Wolverine hates now. But he's like, dude, you you can get me the munitions I need. And we worked together in the 80s when you were mm-hmm. on the side of the good guys. So, get well, me America this America did give him those guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's the history, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, though also she has a connection with Sabretooth she is the mother of Sabretooth's son Graydon Creed like believe Jesus. it or not and I think right now that's where she is like her and Sabretooth he sounds like a villain who would want to steal Christmas <laughs> her and uh, her and Sabretooth took over the uh, I think it was the Chinese the uh. Chinese mafia in 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 uh, Shanghai I'm pretty sure that that's the current status quo of good old Mystique. The last time I saw her was an all-new X-Men trying to taint the mind of a young Scott Summers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That she, she has that ability. Mm-hmm. And I think also that she... Um, oh, apparently so in Axis, I think she she was a part of that. Oh, yeah. And, like, it undid her stuff. Like, mm. she... Uh, I think... What? Sabretooth is still good by the end of Axis, isn't he? I think... Uh, but, yeah. So... Uh, oh yeah, and she also worked with the New Apocalypse and that. So yeah, that she, as as her powers are described on Comic Vine, she is a mutant metamorph mm-hmm. who can psionically shift the cells and tissue of her body so as to change her physical appearance. She can cause herself to look and sound exactly like any human, humanoid, or semi-humanoid being of either sex, wearing virtually any kind of clothing or any accessory, even glasses. As such, she almost never wears clothes, and it, as is revealed in Kid, as is revealed in um, Get Mystique, like she isn't wearing clo- like her regular white ensemble is just part of her. It's how she chooses to look when she's looking mm. normal, but really, she is just naked like mm. all the time. Like clothes would get in the way of her shape shifting clothes onto her body. That it would. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, she's pretty good. Like I said, that's one of my... The Get Mystique is one of my favorites, as is... I don't think Brian K. Vaughn saw it to the end, mm-hmm. but um, 
Brian K. Vaughn wrote a Mystique series, which was really good. Really? It starts it starts off with this really it had int- to have tied into a movie. Uh, I mean, it came out around one of the films, mm-hmm. yeah. And it starts off with this really funny. It, it starts off with a really neat scene in it uh, that I won't I won't give away, but it makes the first issue worth it. I'd say, like, look it up. I, I bet the first issue of Brian K. Vaughn's Mystique is on Comicsology for like a two bucks. So mm-hmm. check it out, and if you like it, keep 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 going with it. Uh, and so that, and, unless you have any favorite, no, Mystique I ones. gotta go. All right, so that <laughs> that ends the superhero spotlight. Collect your hero. Need to make more of those. All right, now it's uh, time for the question of the week replies. One of our favorites. First off, I wanted to mention I had a correction from last week. I said "I Kill Giants" was written by Joe Casey with art by Emma Rios. This is wrong. You idiot! As was pointing out, pointed out to me by Mouse Clock, it is Joe Kelly and Ken Nimura. So weird thing is that I because I knew that. <laughs> why did you let me look like I a don't fool? Know. I, why did I do that? <laughs> All right. So last week's question of the week is. What is your favorite evil supervillain scheme? Mm. All right, so Aimbot Master said, I would say the reverse Flash from the Flash TV show, but to avoid spoilers, I'll say Doom's original plan for the Fantastic Four in his first appearance. He has a freaking time machine, but rather than do anything himself, he makes the Fantastic Four steal a treasure chest because that's how little they mean to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you deconstruct his first appearance, they're like, well, I have this time machine to send you back in time to be pirates to steal this thing from me. Like, that's, that's it was such a dumb plan. <laughs> Uh, annual gift-giving man who lives on the moon said, Mysterio scheme in the Smith Casada Daredevil run. The desperation of the character as due to his B-level villain status and the degree of torment he causes of the hero stay with me more than most supervillains typical world domination plots. Batman Boy 1 says, I'll have to go with Bane's plan from Nightfall. The idea of crippling Batman physically and emotionally even uh, before even facing him in person is still pretty unique 20 years later and it really made Bane an interesting and worthy foe for the Dark Knight. Even if that promise hasn't really been recaptured since. Uh, Aaron Baba says, with this ring, Ivy Web, <laughs> the Doc Ock marrying Aunt May story. Who does more need to be said? Mm. Uh, Iron Bat Guy says, obviously, Mr. Burns blocking out the sun is the greatest villain plot of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I thought the Joker was great in Death of the Family. I love the way he systematically mm. took out everyone in the Bat Family and nearly killed them all. It's the closest I've ever seen the Joker come to winning, unless there's another story I haven't read yet. And lastly, White December says Raish Al Ghul's plan in Tower of Babel from the from Justice League, which mm. was just him using batman's plans to incapacitate the justice league it was really great it it is one of my favorite mark wade books it was really amazing so thanks everybody for all your answers to the question of the week this week's question of the week chris Mm -hmm. what comic book that hasn't gotten yet deserves an r-rated film adaptation probably most of the ones i like (laughs) like nowadays like saga or uh, sex criminals. Well, I mean, that has to think about to be. like Walking Dead is wrap, wrapping up, but that would not be. I don't think that'd be a PG movie. If it was in theaters, it could not be PG thirteen. Yeah. Not with the level of brains exploding. Yeah. Like, I don't think. It, I don't think it would the be. Graphic at all. details on zombies. Yeah, you could not see. 
Yeah, it would be that, or uh, like, yeah, if Walking Dead was a film. Same with Invincible. But I, I think, actually, I'm going to say Invincible. Because... Uh, well, I want to say Invincible, just because that shit is just, like, needlessly bloody for no reason. I love the Viltrumite's ability to chop through a human body with an open hand. It well, is just hilarious and just never not cool to see. Limbs and faces are just torn apart, just rended in two. Like, it's so violent. I would say that... The Daredevil show is going to get away with a lot more on Netflix, like being a, a Netflix show than it would have been as an A network show or B as an MCU film. Mm-hmm. It is going to get away with R-rated shit. I have that prediction. Uh, Daredevil is drawn a lot in shadows, but a ton of like low-level thugs get killed sometimes in front of Mr. Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of death. There's a, a ton of death. Not a lot of gore, but a lot of brutality in that universe. Yeah, and I'm I'm really hoping the AK Jessica Jones show is as R rated as her comic. That is a good question though, because there's like um, I, I we haven't said that in a while, but a lot of stuff that happened in the New Fifty Two, like that was oddly R rated for DC, who, yeah, who seems was, like the more kid friendly. Um, but it felt like it was just it was more attempted edginess than mm-hmm. anything else. Like, well, I, but, I'm not criticizing it. It just mm-hmm. I, I I only only came to that notion because my friend's kid was getting into comic heroes and he loved the DC he loved the Justice League show mm-hmm. and he's like should he read the comics I'm like I, I well like, when like right the first right issue now. when the first issue of Detective Comics is bad is the Joker cutting off his own yeah, face yeah like, 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 like that's it's it's wildly brutal whereas like Mar- like that's evident in some of DC's cartoons none of their movies mm-hmm. uh, whereas Marvel's movies are a little darker but their comics have never been lighter and like than, than before mm-hmm. yes I agree but uh, dark, I like dark. Keep it dark. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what comic do you think deserves an R-rated film? I almost said M-rated. I want to plug things. Yeah, it's plug time. <laughs> um, listen to the new Laser Time. We're talking about uh, Saved by the Bell, which I hated, by the way. Um, and other high school memories. Uh, well, other high school shitty high school shows, but also a lot more high school memories. And I think we've ever brought up on a show thanks to our special guest, mm-hmm. April Richardson, AP on Twitter. I love the people saying uh, thanks for coming on April on Twitter. That's really nice. Uh, she was really cool. She's a fucking treasure. And you can keep telling her how much. If you haven't told her how much you liked it yet, tell her again. Well, I just really want her back on. Like, the, we we had to run. Like, she only had 40. She was very giving of her time. And she only had 40 minutes. And we're like, sorry, you have to go. And, like, and, right when she was walking out the door, we got engaged in an intense wrestling discussion, which she knows an incredible amount about. Uh, yes, just enamored like, with this lady. Yeah. She's the fa- she's fantastic. I already loved her due to her podcast appearances and stand up, mm-hmm. but now it's just oh my god, she'll actually return a tweet. Yeah, she is great. Uh, uh, so yeah, definitely listen to that. There's cheap podcasts this week if you want to hear all like it's a long one, but I but I mean we went to freaking WrestleMania. What? What else will we talk about for an hour long on yeah. Cheap Popcast if not attending WrestleMania Live? So if you want to hear all the fun stories coming out of that, listen to this week's episode there's, of Cheap Popcast. There's a new video game apocalypse. See, people thought Grimm was, like, retired from stuff. Uh, yeah. He's on the commentaries, which are available right now, the IRL cartoon commentaries. Yeah. I'll save the spiel, uh, but we thank you for your support. You're going you're gonna to help us pay taxes and maybe even exist another year. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, Grimm's on there talking a little bit about Bloodborne and um, some other mm-hmm. stuff, and even popped up on a stream, uh, so on a surprise stream, uh, Laser Time Podcast, Laser Time, YouTube.com slash Laser Time Network. But check out LaserTimePodcast.com. I wrote a ton of shit last week, so did Henry. 
a bunch of fun stuff up there. New, there's a convergent review of Convergence right now. Mm-hmm. Um, even a review of a movie, uh, uh, it follows, which yeah. I, which I'm excited about. Seeing. I want to see that. I mean, on on Laser Time, it's not like Louis pa- Louis Peitzman told us what a great film it was. Yeah. Like, also, uh, there's VG, VG Empire, which I think is all suited in mm-hmm. this week. Which is right, really cool. I am on that as well. Don't know shit about the series. Uh, so yeah, man, all this fun things going on. Mm-hmm. Check it all out. And uh, but that's it for this week. We will see you next week. And until next time, Excelsior! Yeah. yeah.